Welcome to the Real Estate Ventures Podcast. In this podcast, we will be speaking with various real estate and business professionals about real estate investing, entrepreneurship, and financial freedom. So, if you're interested in learning about real estate investing, then stay tuned and be sure to take advantage of the free tips and strategies that will be shared by our weekly guests. And now, your host, Penny Lubinsky. Hello and welcome to the Real Estate Ventures Podcast. I am your host, Penny Lubinsky, and today we have a really special guest. We also have a special co-host coming on for the first time. Um, his name is Rob Durrett. He's actually my accountability buddy, and uh, we've been working together for quite a bit. Rob, why don't we start with you and uh, give us a little rundown about yourself and uh, a little bit about your history. Happy to be on, Penny. Thanks for the invite. So yeah, like you said, uh, you know we're accountability partners. Um, my background has been in supply chain for the, about the last nine years, and uh, about uh, two years ago, you know, I started to, you know, kind of figure out what other interests I, you know or hobbies I, I, I kind of want to look into. And um, I just started to really dive into real estate and, you know, over a lot of trial and error, started to realize that multifamily was the direction I wanted to go. And so, uh, you know, joined the Dealmaker Live uh, in July last year, and uh, that's where we met. And then we've been uh, accountability partners uh, every week, uh, pretty much since. So that's my story. All right. Well, well, it's a good one. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. Um, all right. Let's get Rodney in. Rodney is a full-time business professional who is growing a Florida-based real estate investment portfolio. He manages his personal rentals while growing his multifamily investment business, Robinson Capital, and seeks to help others learn to invest in real estate and in multifamily opportunities. Rodney, welcome to the show. Thank you. Super glad to be on. And uh, glad to be the first one to have Rob on also. Yeah. Yeah, well, glad to have you. And one thing that I did not mention, which I um, definitely have to, is the amazing um, blog that Rodney has been writing. And he's been just a writing, typing machine um, with this uh, consistent blog coming out, I think, twice a week. I've read many of them. So um, really, really great stuff coming from him. So much amazing content. And um, yeah, just keep that up. I've read so many of them and just great for aspiring investors and experienced investors, just learning all these interesting um, niches within real estate and passive and active and all that good stuff. So great, great job with that. Keep keep that going. Wow, Penny, that feels good. I appreciate that. Yeah, I do feel like a a writing machine in many ways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm amazed. I'm amazed how quickly you can come out with that much content. But um, hey, that's I'll tell you the secrets. Yeah, I'll make sure uh, in this conversation, I share some of the secrets. Guys, stay tuned to the end of the show and you're going to get all the secrets from uh, Rodney. Anyways, Rodney, let's go back to the very beginning. How'd you get started in real estate? What'd you do before? What led you down? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I started my career in 2012 just like you, Rob, in supply chain. So I've been in supply chain as a working professional ever since. Um, in 2013, I got my hands on basically, um, you know, real estate content. I, I fell and just on the internet, came across Bigger Pockets, started listening to their podcast. And I said, I know I'm going to grow a real estate portfolio. Real estate is going to be my thing. Um, I didn't actually start until we bought our first house in 2016, my family and um, and I, and we knew that that would be a rental. So I, I kind of felt like we were entering the real, real estate business, but um, just doing it the traditional way. 
but we got a good, you know, entry level price, entry level house, something we knew would, that would be a great rental. And then in 2019, we bought a rental that we fixed up. And the next year, which was just last year, both of those became single family rentals because we moved out of our primary residence and moved on. Um, we, it was a lot of work fixing up that one we bought in 2019. It worked out really well. It felt good getting that rental check. And basically the, the proof of concept was there, but I said it was a lot of work. So I'd like to have more results for the same amount of effort. And I said, we have to pivot. So I, I literally looked on the internet for a multifamily podcast, started doing some research and just like you, Rob and Penny, it was at DealMaker Live that it clicked, it's possible. And ever since then, since July, 2020, we've been on this mission, just like you guys. Um, so looking to uh, grow a multifamily business and started Robinson Capital. And where I am today is like you said, writing on the blog, getting to network and, and talk to people like you on, on these great podcasts and sharing the message with uh, people that are interested to be a part of what we're, this mission we're on. Super cool. And thank you. Um, shout out to Michael Blanc. If you're, yeah. <laughs> if you happen to be listening to this podcast, shout out to you, Michael, for getting us all to the DML um, to get this all jumpstarted. I'm curious if um, single family helped you in any way to prepare for multifamily or could you have just bypassed that completely? Um, what do you, what's your thoughts on that? Definitely could bypass it completely because we've seen others do it. For me personally, I think it was a great path because now the rental income from the single families are helping to fund what I'm doing. So I'm able to utilize systems that are paid um, through the rental income. And I, I want to continue to do that. So continue to grow the passive income to grow the business and reinvest in marketing, reinvest in systems. I would love to get a virtual assistant. Um, I think the proof of concept work, it's what makes me so passionate, you know, with my blog and any opportunity I have to be on other uh, podcasts. Um, so I think many people can go without, but for me, I think it was a good path. You know, I don't regret getting started there. I would have regretted if I just kept going the single family route for a few more years because, you know, it, it got me to two and I realized this is great, but, you know, if I'm going to do 30 single family homes, it's going to take me 30 years, 20 years, 15 years, 10 years. Or I could work really hard, learn the multifamily business, and we can get something done in, in two years or a year and a half, 30 units. So um, I think the path is pretty much whatever works for anyone. I'm also in the time like this trying to be very versatile. So I want, if I see a great opportunity in single family, I want to take it. But multifamily is the focus because of the, the many benefits we already know about, the scalability, the you know efficiencies of having, you know, one roof or fewer roofs and maintenance in one place. I think many people can do it either way. It just depends on what your mission is and what works best for you. Nice. Um, so, you know, you didn't have any real estate background. You mentioned that you listened to Bigger Pockets, Michael Blanc, you know, what, did you have a mentor or how else did you educate yourself kind of getting into real estate and, you know, how did you balance that work and educating yourself? Yeah, I'll tell you, when I was focusing on single families, I didn't really have a mentor. I would say my mentor was the free education I was getting on the internet. Um, now that I'm focusing on multifamily, I could probably name a few mentors 
informal mentors, people who are doing exactly what I want to do. They've built a lifestyle business that supports what they're trying to do in terms of a mission, um, but it's scalable, it's huge, it's making an impact in the community. Um, I would say, you know, once I shifted from an individual mindset to a team oriented mindset that's necessary in order to grow a multifamily business or participate in multifamily investments, that's when it was like, we need to network, we need to have a team, we need to have those informal coaches. So, um, but for those many years, just focusing on getting a, the first rental property, you know, I didn't even really recognize that this world exists. You know, my, my mindset was, let's do it all on our own. So when the shift happened, we definitely got into that, you know, let's make sure we get a mentor. Let's follow these proven processes. And that's pretty much what a lot of the content on my blog is about. It's like, guys, you know, it's one thing to make the shift from this working professional mindset, you know, let's just call it the poor dead mindset, which, you know, for many people, it's a great path. And that's why they'd be great passive investors. But that mindset is so important. And then it's another thing to go from the mindset of let's grow wealth through real estate as an individual person, individual investor, to the team player mindset, where you can scale and you can work on bigger deals through syndications and things like that. And I think that was the, the next level that, you know, I've shifted to over the last year, uh, year and a half. And, and that's really what I'm trying to get others to, to do, anyone that listens. <laughs> right. Interesting, because um, I feel like, you know, so many people come into this game, come into real estate thinking and, and like believing that it's, it's above them, like they can't understand that it's too much, there's too much information, they can't wrap their head around it, especially the larger deals. But what I've found to be true, and I'm sure you, you guys can attest to the same thing, is that there is so much information just out there. So for example, just if, if somebody were to just read through all of your blogs, Rodney, like how much information, like how much can they learn? Um, there's so many podcasts. And then besides that, like the actual people out there, um, all, the, all these successful, um, you know, multifamily people or real estate um, entrepreneurs, they all want to help. They all want to assist. Like they're all very happy to help somebody new get into the business. So I just want to like point that out there to, to the listeners. Like if anyone's like scared or they feel like, you know, like it's too big of a hill, like there's a lot of people just start going to meetups, um, start talking to people about real estate and you'll start to notice like how many people are willing to, to reach out with their, you know, their hand and, and really help you really assist. And that's besides all the information that's just out there on the internet free for everybody. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the secret's out, man. It's like, if you want to find it, it's there. The hard part is doing something with it. And that's something that, you know, I'm passionate about. It's something we, we talk about a lot on the blog um, because I, I think people, they have to make that shift. And it, it's not just a mental shift. It's an action-oriented shift. Cool. All right. So can we talk a little bit more about that platform that, that you're discussing, the blog? Um, how did you come up with that? Like, why a blog? You know, why not something else? And like, how does that work as far as the, the bigger picture for marketing for you know, a yeah, yeah. real estate firm? Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, for the most part, I want to live a quiet life. Everyone, you know, people appreciate privacy. But when you're doing something like this, um, it's a team sport which means you have to get to know people and meet new people. And as you know, a platform is key. Why is it key? People get to know you. People learn about you on a personal level. Um, what 
you know, and I had a few choices. I could do YouTube videos. I could do a podcast. I could do a blog. What particularly attracted me to the blog concept was that, um, one, it's easy for me with my lifestyle. Personally, I have four young children. My wife and I have four young children, all under the age of seven. So, um, you know, in the future, I might do a, a, you know, dedicate a whole day or a few days a week to do podcasts, but I knew that my time was better spent in the, what I call the, the off time hours, um, building a blog, writing, and just using the quiet time to put all the thoughts and the ideas and the concepts into written format. I think the benefit of a blog for many people is during this pandemic, um, where people aren't, let's say for the last year, they haven't been commuting in the same way that they have to work. Um, they may not have that same luxury of listening to a podcast, you know, to and from. So uh, I figured there might be a, a subset of my target market that appreciates reading a five minute blog versus listening consistently to a 30, 40 minute podcast. Um, I know that there, you know, there are different preferences, but that was the path I took. And I think for me, the, the whole approach with starting this platform was, dude, just get started. So I was like, I even redid my blog. That's because, you know, I knew I'd probably make some mistakes. I made mistakes. I used the wrong platform. I learned a lot about building a blog, but at the end of the day, I got started. So even when I had to start over, I had the confidence of, uh, you know, having a concept that could work. So that's why I chose the blog and consistency was so important. Um, we did start with one, one blog post a week and it felt like work from the beginning. But once you get in that groove, as you know, with you and your podcast, um, you know, the creative juices start flowing. Yeah. That, and that totally makes sense too. I'm definitely, uh, you know, somebody that you just described as, you know, not listening to as many podcasts as they can get to work is pretty much non-existent existing right now. So I'm definitely yeah. the guy that would appreciate, you know, a five, you know, 10 minute blog post versus a podcast right now. So I get that. Um, and as far as, you know, just taking action, just get it started. I mean, did you have any, like, what were your key kind of like points um, or focuses yeah. as you just started, like knowing you're going to make some mistakes, but you know, how did you just kind of get over that hurdle? The thing, you know, I did, I went to a meetup where I was able to share the same information and it's so important. I, I mean, people suffer like the real pandemic is analysis paralysis. Forgive me for saying that, not to discredit, you know, what the real sicknesses that people are dealing with. But I mean, what people are really struggling with is analysis paralysis. And, I, you know, I'm one of those people, we want to get started, but we keep thinking of what we need to do and how to make it perfect and how to perfect it. Worst case scenario, you have to redo it and it won't be the end of the world. But that's what we do is continuous improvement. We always get better. Um, I think the, the number one thing was just getting started. So I wrote a post. I wasn't proud of it. And I put it out there. And I went to exactly where my target market was. And this is what I think is the number one thing we need to think about when we start pot, um, platforms. Who is your target, your target market? Who is that audience? So for me, to answer your question, my audience are very simply working professionals. So I'm in supply chain, Rob, you're in supply chain. I've been in supply chain for a few years and um, I've been at a few companies all in the same in industry, aerospace and defense. I've met a lot of people um, at related companies or companies that we've worked with. And incidentally, 
we connected on LinkedIn. And that was before I planned on using LinkedIn as my primary channel for communicating the content that I have on the, on the blog. So when those dots started to get connected and I was brave enough to write the post, brave enough to just put it out there in whatever format it is after editing it, brave enough to share it on the same platform that my professional connections are with, that's when you know things started happening. So that's when people started sending me private messages. Hey, you know, how are you doing? It's been a while. I, I see you're in real estate. You know, I want to know more about this multifamily investing or this passive investing. And that's when we get to have that call. And then that's when I could add them to the newsletter. And that's when we could follow up. And, you know, those will be the future passive investors. So it all works very well. But number one is you have to have that focus. Who are you talking to? And how, what is the best channel to reach them? And that, that's really cool that you have a really cl a clear, you know, crystal clear picture of your avatar, so to speak, of like exactly who yep. you're targeting so that in your, in all of your material, you can be speaking directly to them. And then, you know, I was just thinking another huge benefit to that. And I, I think this is actually, you know, quite obvious, but I just want to point out, you know, either way is that, you know, when somebody starts the, the process of raising capital, um, they very quickly run out of friends and family, right? The first person you go to is like your, your uncle, your aunt, your mom, your dad, and then quickly you run out of people like that. And like, you just need to start building some sort of platform, whether it be a blog, a podcast, or, you know, a meetup or whatever it is just to, you know, create, make yourself into a, a thought leader. Um, you know, it, that allows you to keep creating content and just get up on a stage and pretty much like just scream it from the rooftops you know yeah. what you're so proud about what you're passionate about and for us we have you know such a great thing that we're pursuing it's it's a multi-family investment it's a great investment opportunity for people they save on taxes um you know it's, it's a stable investment that, that you know can really really build wealth and we're just we're so it's so authentic and we're so proud to be able to shout about it and oh yeah just reach so many more people this way with a platform oh yeah it's 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 one of those things where i think most working professionals, my target market, especially those in, in my industry, um, they're focusing on the 401k, they're focusing on whatever, you know, stock investments, or, you know, they're proud of the equity they have in their house. And they don't realize, you know, you've been at three companies, did you know you could roll that 401k, that old 401k into a self-directed IRA, or, or even better, an EQRP or something like that? And that's the stuff I talk about. It challenges me, having a platform, by the way, challenges me to learn more and do more. So since I started the platform, I refinanced two houses. I did roll over some money into a 401k. I'm working on getting those two houses moved into an LLC. And that's something I'm really proud of because a lot of people say it's, it's hard to do, and it is. But I'm going to talk about how you can do that after I do it. And then secondly, um, or thirdly, the something I'm proud of is doing my first LP investment. And those are the things I'm talking about because the platform allows me, my particular choice is to be authentic, talk personally about some of my own experiences and how I'm growing. So just like you said, Penny, it's like people are going to go to your podcast and, and, and learn all the secrets. People can go to my blog and I'm telling the story of exactly how I'm getting exactly where I want to go. And how everyone that is interested could be a part of it. It's no secret. So there's a giveaway now that, that I have that it, it, it makes it even easier to access information on what it means to be a passive investor. So, um, you know, being a thought leader, I think people have this imposter syndrome. And I'm not going to lie, you know, it is an emotional roller coaster. 
you are um, up and down. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, but as long as you know a little bit more than your audience, you're, you're golden. You're golden to start a platform. So I would say anyone who's remotely interested in real estate, you know, they can start a podcast by talking to someone who's never, you know, who has done what they've never done. And there you are. There's valuable content. If you're doing, if you want to do a blog or videos, you can talk about what you're learning about real estate or about other asset classes or why the stock market is um, very scary for a lot of people, um, especially when it gets super inflated at a time like this. So um, I, I just think, you know, getting started and understanding that people, there is value. And every now and then you get some feedback that encourages you like, thank you. That was really good. Can I talk a little bit about that? And the other cool thing, I know I'm doing a lot of talking here. It's because I'm really passionate about the platform. Another cool thing is when those people contact you through whatever channel, whether it's the email or um, they subscribe or through the social media, cha media channel that you shared the information on or through organic searches, which is now what's starting to happen with my blog, they already learn and know a little bit more about you than they would have if they met you cold, which is pretty awesome. So when people get to know me, you know, when I get a chance, just like we have right now to be on a podcast because of the platform we already created, they, they already know so much about you. It's like they know you, especially when you're trying to raise money. It's important to um, create that substan that, that pre-existing and substantive relationship with uh, potential passive investors. So it's very important. Absolutely. And, you know, I just wanted to, that is 100% true that like once you get out there and you have a platform and there's more to you than just yourself, there's all your social media and the platform and, you know, all that stuff, sharing tons of content, um, you have the ability to be able to reach people that you otherwise couldn't reach. So I'll give you an example that actually just happened yeah. to me today. And awesome. I, I actually told, I called Rob earlier to tell him about this, um, was that I, I had a, a meeting in my nine to five. And then afterwards we had a follow-up phone call. And, um, it, and in that phone call, basically the, the guy said, you know, I, I searched you, I, I found you on LinkedIn and I, was, I saw what you're up to with the real estate. And, you know, it's pretty cool stuff. I followed the podcast and just so you know, I have some money that I'm looking to invest. And so does my dad. And, you know, we're setting up, you know, more conversations to try to you know, see if that would be a good fit. But just, it's just interesting that like, yeah. I didn't ask him for capital. I didn't tell That's him. Awesome. He just found my platform. And then through that, we just had a natural conversation about something totally different. And then he brought that up on his own. And the only way that that happened was through the platform. And that, yeah. that was amazing to me. This, this is, you know, one of the first times that, that, that somebody has been in touch with me directly from the platform. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, this works. This is really, really cool stuff. It does work. It, I mean, you, you stayed at it and soon enough, you saw the fruits of the hard work. And that's the thing. I'm like, no one's reading this stuff. But now I'm seeing that 25% of my traffic is coming through organic search, which is pretty awesome. And that only comes from consistent, consistent, you know, inputs. And you knew you with the podcast, you know, people, they find the information and they, they listen. And then what I noticed is people check me out. And then after a while of checking me out, they see I've been posting for, you know, six weeks. And then that's when there's an initiation there. Some people subscribe and then they don't contact you until, you know, some point in the future, but it's all about consistent effort. A lot of people there, unfortunately will not see the results because they stop too soon. So 
I would say what's more important than trying to do a daily podcast or a blog post twice a week is to do whatever you can do to start consistently. If it's once a week, even once a month, consistently. So the way I started with my blog was the content was going to be released once a week. I wanted to get ahead as much as I could. So I did something what that people would say is a little bit um, drastic. And I wrote content for up to a year in advance. After I got there, I said, we're going to do Monday and Wednesday. Now it's Monday and Thursday. So now I'm almost a year ahead on both content Monday and Thursday, which still will allow me to make more timely posts that I can weave in there anytime in between. If it has to do with like a market update or an interview I'm doing with someone or anything like that. So the point I'm making is you start with baby steps and consistency is going to be the very, the second thing after, you know, knowing who your audience is. Consistency is so important. Yeah, that's incredible. A year out of content is, is amazing. So great job there. Um, so we kind of touched on it a little bit, you know, obviously knowing your audience, but, you know, to try and come up with a year's worth of content and not really knowing what's happening, you know, in the future, you know, how do you keep uh, coming up with new material uh, to keep the yeah. audience, you know, interested? So some things about real estate, right, you know, they don't change, right? The fundamentals, they don't change. You know, when we talk about what cap rates mean or what bad debt is or what the difference between gross potential income is or effective income or what, um, you know, physical vacancy and economic vacancy is or how a refinance works, those types of things don't change. If I make a post today or next week or next year or 10 years from now, maybe 10 years from now, it could be different, <laughs> but th those things won't change. Um, what I'm also going to do is what I started to do in the beginning, where which is we start to talk about markets and emerging markets and things that could change, you know, if you read it, you know, a year from now. And those are things that we'll weave in and I'll just strategically time some of the other posts or, or, or those posts. But I'm trying to add value when it comes right now, where it comes to the concepts, because anyone who needs to be educated on real estate, they don't really need to know, you know, I think some of the, the most important things are the fundamentals. So I have categories of, you know, blog posts that have to do with certain things, passive investing, multifamily investing, get it, getting started, your wealth portfolio, where we talk about, you know, retirement plans and stuff like that. Um, and, and I think those things are, are the things that, you know, that's just consistent punches of knowledge over time. That's going to help people. Question, Rodney, um, you mentioned before that your target audience are people that are currently invested in the stock market. So I'm sure, um, ha you know, through having conversations with potential investors, this is probably something that pops up quite a bit, um, is that, you know, the, the pushback from investors, you know, saying, oh, but there's the stock market. Like, what are, yeah. what are some good responses to that? And like, what do you answer, you know, these people that are hesitant to get into real estate because they like the stock market? I'll tell you, first of all, that this isn't for everyone. You know, the one person that contacted me about one, I was glad he was reading my content, but the, the conversation was, you're wrong. Why are you doing this? Stocks are better. So this person has a trading background. I'm like, dude, if you can do better in, in stocks, then, you know, anyone can do in real estate, then go for it. You know, I'm not going to tell everyone in the world that real estate is the best asset class if they don't believe me. 
but I'll tell you why I think it's the best asset class. So most of the people that I talk to, their primary investment vehicles, probably like, you know, the 401k or, you know, maybe stocks. I haven't really had too many conversations with people about why the stock market, why real estate should be considered over the stock market. I certainly made a lot of posts about it, but I will say what makes, what allows you to sleep at night. So an investment, first of all, should, in my opinion, protect against downside risk. So in the stock market, you could actually lose every bit of your investment if something is said or something is tweeted. And when people need the money the most, it's the most dangerous place to be. Um, some people can do just fine with that. But I think others want to see a proven concept that is based more on fundamentals and not more on you know um, what everyone thinks about where things should be. So real estate is based on a lot of fundamentals. And, and that's something that I like to talk a lot about versus uh, you know the next hot thing, which people can make a lot of money in, but I think it's more gambling versus investing. And you just have to be honest with what you're doing. Got it, love it, okay. Um, all right, let's move on to the final four. Um, this is more rapid question answer type. What is your why? So my why is, um, like I said, I have four, my wife and I, we have four young children. I, I changed a lot over the last few years. You know, when you have children, you get a little bit more focused on your family and, and some people, they get a little more ambitious. And I think I have too. It's like, I want to live my best life. I want to live a, a very purposeful life. And I want my children to see that so that they can live a purposeful life. Um, so I think the why is being an example, being an example to my children and the future generations, but also encouraging others to be and to accomplish what their mission is in life. And the reason I say that is I'm not making money their ends. I'm, I'm hoping that they can see wealth as the means to the ends. Um, so if you're working and you're a doctor, and you like working as a doctor, you can still grow your wealth through passively investing in real estate. And now you could just focus on doing your job and you're well-established. If you're a project engineer, you can do the same thing. Um, and once you get that financial burden out the equation, the mission is there and it's right in front of you. And, and that's, I think that's what the big why is. Great, excellent. What is your favorite book? Right now, I will tell you the most recent book I'm reading and I just started it and I'm very excited about it. So I just finished 10X, that one with Grant Cardone really gets you fired up, you know, with your why and what your mission is. Um, and I'm gonna cheat a little bit. The one I'm also excited about, it's the Everything Store. It's about Jeff Bezos and how he started Amazon. I think it's a few years old, but I just started that one. I'm super excited just with his vision and the mission for building something great when he, seemed like a maniac to many people right it's really cool i actually i've had the uh, 10x on my list for like the longest time and then like every single time i'm about to like read it i i find something else that i think sounds more interesting but i'm glad you're bringing it up like i'm gonna push it up to the top <laughs> top of the list Dude, we get to yeah. read it right now it's gonna right change now. your life <laughs> you'll be ready to run through like a brick wall after reading that. yeah it, yeah i mean that's where i am right now i'm i'm, I'm fresh off that 10x book so that's why i'm so so amped up right now <laughs> all right. great great time for the recording then right oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> all right um what would be your number one best advice for somebody just getting started in real estate yeah i think to think limitless is so important 
usually when you talk about brainstorming, the facilitator, you know, in the, like a, a group setting would say, think without limits. And the problem we have is when we're thinking on our own, we're thinking with limits. So the advice I would have with anyone is put your dream on paper and hit your other hand when it, when it tells you, you know, that that's not something that's possible. So for me, I think about, you know, thousands of units under management. I think about communities being changed. I thinking about working professionals that are passively investing with Robinson Capital and who are growing their wealth and they're, they're, they see that, that mission. So I, I think the why is thinking without limits or not the why, the, what I would encourage others. Got it, got it. And I love it. And I love, I feel like that's coming directly from the 10X approach of thinking. It is. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah, yes. Super cool. All right. Um, change of topic here. What is your favorite hobby? You can say real estate if you want. Uh, sometimes real estate feels like work. I mean, it, it is fun, but it does feel like work. And, you know, bad news can be stressful sometimes. So I don't know that it's a hobby, um, but I do like it. I am a car person. So I've been working on this car I bought five years ago that was a daily driver for a while. It's an 88 Toyota Supra. So it's, it's my dream car. I just want to finish it and, um, you know, just enjoy it with the family, go to car shows, you know, spin the tires, stuff like that. All right, cool. And last question, where can people reach you? So if you go to my website, it's rodneyrobinsonsecond.com. That's ii.com. Um, that's where you can learn to connect with me. And that's where I have my passive investor startup guide for anyone who's interested in learning what it takes and what the mindset is and what the mechanics are of being a passive investor in multifamily syndications. I'm also on linkedin.com. You'll, you'll find me if you uh, go to my website where I have my social medias plugged there. All right, amazing. And definitely I'm encouraging everybody to go check out your blog. What is the name of that again? So people can go find it. I call it the learn to invest blog. But if you go to Rodney Robinson, second.com, Rodney Robinson, um, you'll be able to easily get there. All right. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, this was a really, really great recording. I feel like we covered things that we have never covered before um, with the marketing and the platform and all the mindset stuff. So definitely thanks for sharing all that. Um, it's been, you know, great chatting with you and, and Rob and uh, wishing you lots of success going forward and hope to get you back on here someday. Thank you, Penny. Thank you, Rob. I'm super excited and thankful to have had the opportunity. Awesome. Pleasure is mine. Thanks so much. Take care.